0: Welcome Welcome. to another episode of The PodQuest, Podquest. broadcasting from all around Vol Nation, where we talk about Vols football, (laughs) basketballs, recruiting, and exclusive interviews with those closest to the program. Now, you're about to experience The PodQuest.
1: Good evening, PodQuest, Tennessee fans, everybody, non-Tennessee fans. And if you're a non-PodQuest fan, what are you doing on here? But this is Georgia Tech Fall. I am so excited, as we are every single week, but I'm really excited coming off the heels of the SEC Championship Tournament for the men's side. Um, We had a great and incredible get-together with a bunch of folks from BallQuest and just Tennessee fans in general up in Nashville. I got to take – I got to – what is that? I, I acted upon my Christmas and birthday present that, that I got for Bleed Orange 23. I told him I would take him over to Nashville and I actually did it. So we, we did that and met with a bunch of people. It was so much fun. We had a great time. Again, this is George Tech ball. We've got some amazing casters on this evening. Um, I've got PTC ball in the house, Ball Fan in LA. One, you got a one at the end. I had to remember that. And Powell balls. We're going to have another. Potential uh, call-in guests join us here a little bit uh, a little bit later in, in the show. Uh, Priest Fall is not going to be making it tonight. Shout-out, Priest. Uh, had a great time with you up in Nashville, uh, just crushing it out there. And Bleed Orange 23, he's uh, still feeling the effects of that Jaeger and Fireball up in Nashville. So, again, a couple shout-outs really quickly before we go through, everybody. Um, shout-outs to Vol uh, around the world alex franklin vol vol banker man heart's first choice the power t what's up man it's great to meet you and your wife um, there are a bunch of others but that was just the ones i could remember off the top of my head but shout out to everybody that joined us over at the corner pub um for our little get together for the pod quest party it was really fun shame on you brent and rob for not joining i tagged them like 75 times and they never responded and then uh we actually tried to FaceTime Austin, and he, he didn't pick up. That would have been fun. But really quickly, let's go through the list of folks on here. PTC, what's up, man? How are you? Happy? Man, I'm
2: feeling good.
1: Is it Wednesday? Have you Wednesday?
2: Yeah, it's Wednesday. Sure. Uh, it's Wednesday. We, um, I was uh, sorry I wasn't able to be with you guys. I was in our nation's capital doing a little sightseeing, you know, had, had a had – a, Work, work thing come up and they you has know, been planning for a few months. Met with the AG secretary um, and his staff and a few other people uh, from the Senate committee on health care and discussed some some things there. But you know, you guys had way more fun than I did. That's for damn sure.
0: Well, are you going to talk about the Bob other John.
1: the other news possibly, or is that going to be yes?
2: Helpful. Apparently, there's going to be a Mrs. PTC vote because she accepted my proposal, Woo. so I'm real happy about that um i'll also gain two sons out of it uh, she has two of her own boys and she'll gain a daughter uh little mrs uh ptc ball and i'm really excited about that so coming nuptials, uh probably within the next 12 to 18 months
1: oh well, that's extremely exciting and congratulations we were super happy for you and saw the video yes, and It's going to be hard to dwindle down the list when you've got so many people on ball quests that you have to invite. So, uh, I know, know, right. So you might as well just do like a live periscope.
2: Um, <laughs> it's a good idea
1: somebody who can periscope it for you But uh, anyway, thanks for being on man I was going to say, yeah, if you're not there, you're in a hell of a lot of trouble yeah, we'll, we'll be there, we, we'll definitely be there But uh, again, I know you have business to take care of We'll we'll do another Nashville event here sometime soon But thanks for being on man, congratulations again And fan in LA, he made his debut a number of weeks ago And he's back again, he can't get enough of it Welcome man, how are you?
3: That's right. Doing great. Uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to PTC Vol on your latest nice, conquests. That's great. Uh, it sounds like your week was a lot more exciting than mine. I took a little PTO <laughs> from work to uh, watch the Vols this weekend, and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But just great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Glad to have you um, on. And, uh, we're excited to have you on. You did a great job last time, and we're really happy to have you here. And uh, Powell Valls, how are you, brother? Sorry we missed you up in Nashville. I know you had some stuff going on, family stuff, but uh, we're glad to have you on the, the podcast tonight, brother.
4: I'm glad to be here, and I really hate missing that. I was really, really looking forward to that. But, you know, things happen, so – but uh, congratulations to PTC and Miss PTC. So, nice, uh, really happy for you all, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, just uh, ready to move on from – that game on uh, Sunday and hopefully uh, we can you know uh, make a run here.
1: Yeah we're it's we got a lot to talk about today with regards to basketball probably won't be touching football it really wasn't a lot going on football wise so this will be big big in the the basketball world here with everything that happened up in Nashville this weekend And and apologies you know one of the worst things you can do in radio or whatever this is podcast world is say that your voice is messed up. My voice is still a little messed up from from yelling. I was texting the group and, and writing on Quest that I was yelling cheaters every second I could to all the Kentucky fans during the Kentucky game. And my my dad, Bleed Orange, was quite upset with me shaking his head the whole time. But I said, look, we paid the amount of money we did to sit as close as we did, and I can yell whatever I want to people. So I, I told yeah. Kentucky fans that they are a bunch of cheaters <laughs> the whole time. Um, I will say props to uh, Bleed Orange when we were at Corner Pub. He had a – Pretty baller move. He went over to the to the back of the room and made a bunch of Kentucky fans pick up their food and their drinks and move tables because supposedly, <laughs> supposedly we had a big group of people and we've got this podcast and all this kind of stuff. It was really funny watching him kind of work and go around the room. Uh, to, That's awesome. Yeah, so big, big, uh, you know what move by Bleed Orange. So, so props to you. And really quickly before we get started, actually. Um, I actually had a a thread this morning. There's a a gentleman, I believe to be, I'll just say, but there was somebody, an individual when I was at Starbucks today that got into a white Subaru and was backing out and, you know, waved. I let him or let the person across and I made a thread, a very simple thread about it and it got deleted for some reason, but there's been multiple Subaru threads that have been popping up. Today and that's been a really interesting topic of discussion. But uh, we've, again, we've got to pay the bills here on the podcast. So we do have a a special uh, sponsor for this evening and. We've got a little blurb here that's written up, but this is – we're actually sponsored tonight by the Deb Cox of Knoxville Subaru. Are you a rugged individual who bucks the system and isn't afraid to let your hair down in the wind as you drive down I-40? Well, come check out Deb Cox's Knoxville Subaru off of Kingston uh, – Kingston Park. I wrote down Kingston Pink, but I, I think it's Park. Uh, I think you guys tell me if I messed that up, but where Kingston we Pinkston Pike. Pike. Thank you. I put pink down for some reason. I really apologize for that. Where we <laughs> shave our prices lickety split with a price map guarantee you haven't seen this decade. Come by Saturday for a test drive and get a free one on one autograph signing session with no other than Lady Vols basketball coach Holly Warlick because they'll probably be out of the tournament this weekend. That is Deb Cox with Knoxville Subaru. Mention the podcast and get a free oil change in Mountain Bounce on Deb. So thank you, uh, Deb Cox, uh, Knoxville Subaru. We appreciate the sponsorship tonight. And, again, I apologize. I wrote down Kingston uh, Pink, but it's, it's Kingston Pike. So might maybe might have been a Freudian slip there, but I, I apologize for that. But again, thank you Deb for your for your uh, partnership here with the PodQuest as as we continue forward here. And I do want to say kind of a, a happy six month uh, birthday for the PodQuest. We've been doing this for a, a number of months now. and It's actually kind of officially about six months, so that's that's exciting. So uh, thank you everybody for listening, and and thank you guys for being uh, casters with us here. So. Anything else absolutely. before anything? I, I know uh, PTC, you're a big Subaru fan and we were yeah. talking about that over text today. Uh, do you have a favorite? I am
2: a, I am a fan of only two Subarus that have ever been made. Okay. The WRX STI, which is actually a uh, production based race car. It's a rally car. And then a Subaru Impreza 22B, which does um, autocross. Okay. Both cars are absolutely phenomenal cars. Um, any other Subaru is not worth its, it's not worth the metal is uh, placed in. It's, they're just garbage. Uh, but those two cars are badass. Now do
1: they have the bike racks on top? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just curious because uh, you know you were really adamant about those Subarus and i I just those,
2: to... those two cars are badass, and it's obvious that you and uh, Duke have zero clue about cars. But well, that's okay. Yeah.
1: And, you know, again, this, this person at the Starbucks today, they had a number of bumper stickers. I don't want to go into all the specifics. I think Powell was talking about a 26.2. Didn't you say one said coexist? (laughs) There was a coexist as well. Um, (laughs) And uh, I think I might've seen the one about the family with, you know, the kids and the dogs and all that kind of stuff on it, on it as well. Um, the little cartoon family that they have. But anyway, again, thank you for this, this. This segment has been sponsored by Deb Cox of the Knoxville Subaru, again, on Kingston Pike um, near the University of, of Tennessee, Knoxville. So thank you. If you want to get over there, get there quick. Look, these things are flying. I mean, listen, these things are everywhere. You see Subarus everywhere, especially during the Lady Vol games. You, know, you can't go through the parking lot without seeing it. The official
2: flagship of the Lady Vol Mafia.
1: Big, mm-hmm. <laughs> the flagship vehicle of the Lady Vol Mafia. So anyway, thank you, thank you, Deb, uh, for your for your partnership. So let's talk, let's go real quickly here, kind of segue into the SEC tournament. Obviously, Tennessee you know had the double round by, played Mississippi State first, um, in the quarterfinals, you know. Went through them pretty easily, especially with the Admiral dunk. When I saw that dunk, I thought you know, they were going to win it all after that, and then went on to Kentucky.
2: I Thought he killed that player. I, I literally um, thought that guy was not going to get back up.
1: Unbelievable! And the the photos that were taken of the guy with his
2: mouth open, just
1: the, the, it's like he was seeing you know going up to heaven, you know, and seeing
2: just like it reminded light. me of uh, South Park, Chef's chocolate salty balls.
1: <laughs> it was. Uh, it was definitely salty what Admiral did to him, and
4: uh, you know I don't. Twitter know. was uh, Twitter was insane after that. I mean, I was all night long. I was just, I mean, I don't know the uh, how many um, searches for that dunk was on Twitter or whatever, but it was like one of the top ones. And um, I mean, it it's just people commenting everywhere. You know, of course, you know you had a bunch of idiots who were. Saying it was a charge and this and that or whatever, but which was ridiculous. That was not even close to a charge.
1: Did they did they put it as graphic uh, material on Twitter, based off of the dunk, or is it just regular? Because that was pretty graphic what he did to him. That dunk right. that was anyway. But uh, no, a, a, <laughs> great, a, a great a great uh, a great game by Tennessee in that first round going into Kentucky, and that's really where the showdown was. And a lot of people were saying it was the, you know, the actual SEC championship game was Kentucky, Tennessee kind of prime yep. time, 430 tip. I believe it was, or 330 tip, um, all eyes on, on both of these teams. And it was just a heavyweight fight Vol fan in LA. I'll, I'll run it to you real quick. And when I say LA, Louisiana, but I still have to say LA, that's how my mind works. So, um, but uh, I'll I'll pass it to you. What were your thoughts on that on that game and, and the comeback? And just it was a slobber knocker.
3: Yeah, it was great. The Kentucky game. It was. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thought, even in that game, I thought Turner gave us a few good minutes here and there. I mean, I thought he messed up a little bit here and there. But I was I was actually a little bit encouraged by him the way he shot it there later in the game. And uh, like I said, we got down, and I just I saw a smirk on. Him. PJ Washington states, you know, there I was watching on TV and I didn't get to make it, and it just made me sick in my stomach. And then the way Grant and just Admiral's dunk—I mean, he needs to get that guy's soul back. You know, he just—he took everything from it when he dropped that on him. It was great, and I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it was—it uh, was a crazy game, and I felt like in the first half, even PTC. I'll ask you real quick. I felt like we weren't getting the calls, and I. Again, supposedly I'm the one who just complains about the referees the entire game, but I felt like you know, when you, you foul out Alexander that quickly, um, it's going to be a long game. You know what I mean? And, and our first person to call in, actually, he's a, he's a second-time caller. He's a long-time listener. Duke Silverval, one of the most popular members of the VolQuest family, Duke overall, thank you for being on, man. How are you tonight?
0: Great. How are you guys doing?
1: We are awesome, and we miss you in Nashville. Uh, you know, Power T was actually asking where the heck you were because he wanted to do a little <laughs> Gate 21 with you. But Right? Of course. <laughs> we wish we could have had you there, but next time, next time, man. So. Um, we were actually talking we're getting into talking about the Kentucky game a little bit how it's kind of a you know a battle of two heavyweights this was really kind of the SEC championship what did you see kind of in that first half that really stood out to you or even just in the game in general I know it's a couple games past now but what really stood out to you in that game
0: uh what stood out to me was um some of the things we've we talked about before um off of this but um the leadership and maturity of that team to not give up when they were down to theoretically a a more talented team and certainly, um, you know, outnumbered fan wise with, you know, two or three minutes to go being down seven or eight or whatever it was and, uh, being able to fight back and, and come back and win that game. Um, unfortunately turned around and, you know, laid an egg and did the exact opposite the next day. But, um, you know, it was it was truly amazing to see that and to see those guys, you know, be able to fight through that. And, um, you know, that was kind of what stuck stuck out to me, uh, you know, that and the fact that, you know, we were able to frustrate Kentucky from, from the beginning. And even when they were going to make their runs, which they always do, um, we were able to stick in there and stick it out and keep it from, you know, keep it to a, you know, 10 to four run instead of a, 19 to two run sort of thing that that might've happened in the past.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And, and to your point on the fans, even real quickly, I mean, I I was speaking earlier about how I was yelling cheaters every two seconds. and I still kind of have lost my voice a little bit, but um, the Tennessee fans did show up, not the ones at Thompson bowling, but whatever, whoever that was, that showed up. And I know I'm hating on Thompson bowling. Maybe it's the way that the arena is or something, but it doesn't seem very loud a lot of the games, but these fans were, incredibly loud it it must have been maybe 65 35 or 60 40 maybe if i'm being nice tennessee fans they came to play they were rowdy it was incredible and the the kentucky fans were lazy i do want to give a shout out i want to ask your your thoughts on this duke uh white iverson aka john fulkerson played 11 minutes i felt like he was out there a little bit longer but had five points
0: a block a couple rebounds
1: you know can he continue this play in the tourney
0: well, he's going to have to if Tennessee wants to wants to make a run because, you know, the minutes that he can, A, you know, spell guys in front of him, B, give you solid minutes when other guys get into foul trouble is going to be, you know, it's going to be the difference. And, um, you know, I, I, honestly, I don't think it's overstating it to think that it might be the difference between, you know, a Final Four and an early exit. Um, yeah you know you you more or less know what you're going to get from from bone and Williams and Schofield for the most part obviously everyone has a little bit of inconsistencies but you know you know what you're going to get from those guys you know what you're going to get from you know Kyle Alexander aka Embiid Light yep. Um, yep. <laughs> you know and and you got to get those minutes from a guy like Fulkerson to be able to you know to be able to make those runs
1: yeah it's it's interesting pal I'll ask you real quick I mean They fouled out Alexander ASAP, it felt like, in that second half. Like, I think he, I feel like he got like three fouls in a row. And then you're thinking, oh, here we go again. Alexander out of another key game, you know, no chance at winning this. Um, Then they went and fouled out Travis, which I felt was a huge turning point in the game. Um, What really did you think was the biggest key to that victory against Kentucky? Was it a little bit of luck? Was it hot shooting? Um, Or they just played a more complete game than Kentucky?
4: I think the obviously the last five minutes we just shut them down on, with our defense. Yeah, that was, in my opinion, that was the key of the game. Um, You know, Kentucky made a few runs, and you know, and Duke uh, made something that or made a comment about something that was actually something that just sort of came into my mind when he said something about the 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 Kentucky team being more talented. And I would agree a hundred percent that overall, from top to bottom, I'm, they are more talented than us, but. <clears throat> out of the players that actually play for them, you know, uh, PJ and the Johnson kid is, would be the only ones, in my opinion, that would play on Tennessee's team, like would get actually get good minutes. Does, right. is, does any? Because do you all see anybody else on that team that would come in and take minutes away from somebody right now who plays, you know, our seven guys basically, it's playing most of the minutes? I,
1: mean, I, th- I think Hagen's would get some burn, probably not in front of Bone, but I think he'd get in there as a second point guard.
4: I wouldn't take – I would take bone oh. over him all day long.
1: Yeah, no, I'm saying as maybe the second – or you're asking about starters, though, right? You are saying starters?
4: Just everybody. Just yeah. – uh, we we play, we play what, seven guys now pretty much. Yep. And yeah. Cause, just because, you know, pawns don't get to play all that much. So it's Bowden and Fulkerson, you know, and that's, that's pretty much all we play, we're we playing right now. Right. And – but, I mean, I just – um I just don't know anybody else on Kentucky's team that would be playing for us right now. Um, I used yeah, to just take like seven garbage.
1: guys. Yeah, they're, I think their bench is garbage, and like we were saying, kind of in the pre-show, like I think Calipari kind of lucked out getting Travis in there because Travis is, brings a lot to that team as as far as toughness and rebounding and defense. I mean, think think about where they would be if if he's not there. In my opinion, I think they're a, a bunch of lost puppies running around there. But I agree uh, with that. You know, I would take Washington out there. I don't think he's that good of a player. He's he's no Grant Williams. He's a good player, but I think his his offense is very predictable. And they're an athletic bunch, but you know I, I would I would take our guys. I think we have a better team. I think they've they've got some guys with really good potential that a few years down the road could be you know studs. But right now at this point in time, I would I wouldn't take their guys over ours, like you said, Pal. That
4: um, you're talking about Williams, that is – grin on his face when they were up like eight or ten points going down the court was I was just ready to bust through that TV and ring his neck right uh I mean it was it but it was funny because when we when we took a lead and Kentucky fouled or something like that and we we either tied or we had a one-point lead or something like that and he was walking back at the court and he wasn't smiling then I mean he had this look on Mm -hmm. his face like we're in trouble and uh but um you know I, at the at the time, I was telling a friend this. At the time, when we beat Kentucky, um, I was just I was just thinking that um, that's probably in in my just in my lifetime that that felt felt like the biggest game Tennessee basketball has ever won. In that in a situation like that, where we're playing in an SEC tournament and who and because of who we're playing. I mean, I can't remember a bigger game, and I know we beat Memphis. That Memphis was beat number one, but that's in the middle of season, and it really didn't. I mean, it was a big deal then, but that game will be remembered forever.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it, it was um, it was one for the ages, and and I hope that you know, it, I wish it would have been the the championship game because again, it felt like the entire game was just flat. The next game, that Auburn game, and nobody really cared about the the Auburn Florida game that much. And they kind of got that call at the end of the game to even get into the championship. But yeah, uh, it was frustrating that that wasn't a championship game, but there was just so much emotion built up into that one that, you know, you kind of had those first two games, which were duds, you know, blowouts. And then this one was just a different magnitude. It was, it just felt more special. It felt different. Like everybody said, it felt like a final four game ball fan in, in Louisiana. I'll give you the last word on the Kentucky game, unless you want to jump into Auburn, or if we want to, if we we want to go into the tournament, we can do that too, guys. It
3: was, uh, I enjoyed the game. Like I said, it I felt like that, just like Powell said. That's probably the biggest win. I know, it feels like in my lifetime that I've seen YouTube basketball. I mean, it, it was great. I mean, I think I'm not paint off the ceiling jumping up and down after that game, but it was, it was good to watch the burst. of all the effort and all that we had the last few minutes of that game, like I said, shut them down on defense. And I mean our guys they just they played unbelievable.
1: Played to see. Yeah, and it's it's cool too, just the buildup of of really important plays. Like even that corner in the 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 corner three by Williams where they are saying, William you know, Dickie V kept going, right. Williams, Williams, Williams and he gets it wide mm-hmm. open, hits it and, and then the the build up into the Lamonte three where the play was developing, it was just it was really something else, and they just kept chipping away and chipping away. But the big moments when you're just getting ready to, just like start screaming and everything, the the Vols made the plays, and it was it was incredible. So what what a great win! But PTC, did you get a chance? You didn't get a chance to watch the Auburn game at all.
2: No, I didn't. I was uh, busy. Well, taking why are you on fiance around DC <laughs> and enjoying our time there.
1: Well, I'll throw it over to Duke then. So. Um, obviously, a huge victory, you know, by the Vols on, on Saturday, and we go into Sunday and just lay an egg and get destroyed by Bruce Pearl. And you, we've all heard the he stopped us from winning the SEC, you know, regular season title, and stopped us from winning the SEC tournament title. And there's a number of different things that he stopped us from doing. But uh, what do you what do you think of the Auburn game? Do you, is it just a throwaway? Well,
0: you know. I don't think it is um, because, you know, I, certainly I don't think anyone shoots threes like Auburn does, and they certainly don't jack them up as much as they do. And if they're going in, you're kind of screwed. Now, the thing that disappointed me the most was, and I made a thread about this and caught a lot of heat on it, but I stand by it. I'll try to clarify as best I can, but um, was was the guys in uh, orange and white, they quit for a while at the beginning of the second half of that game. Um you know they got down early and tried to fight back there at the end of the first half, and you know things weren't going their way, but they were still fighting. Early in that second half, Auburn immediately went on a run, and they were dragging. They were going through the motions. They were throwing up lazy shots. Um, they were doing all the things that tell you that their head wasn't in the game, um, and you know that that concerns me when you're going into a you know into an elimination type scenario. Um, when they got down about twenty or twenty-two, they started fighting back and got it down to, you know, thirteen or fourteen a couple times, and um, you know made made a couple of little runs here and there. But it was it was too little, too late. And you know, by saying that, I'm certainly not you know giving up on this team. I'm certainly not uh, you know I, I don't you know I'm certainly not dogging them for the hard work they've put in the last you know three four years to get to where they are today. Um, but that still doesn't change the fact that what I saw on Sunday was, was a bit of quitting, in them for a while. And, you know, that was pretty disappointing, but it doesn't mean, it also doesn't mean that they can't come back from that either. And, you know, they're a veteran team. They got good leadership on the players and they got good leadership on the coaching staff. I think they will, I think they will, uh, you know, make a statement this weekend and hopefully move on into the second weekend and make some noise. And certainly doesn't, you know, I certainly don't think the game on Sunday means that they can't do that.
1: Yeah, and even my boy White Iverson, I, it felt like he had like cement blocks tied to his ankles when he was trying to jump and run around. He looks so slow out there. I do, I do want to give credit real quickly to Levante Turner because I felt like he tried to fight as much as he could.
0: Yeah, and he did, no doubt.
1: He he was trying. He was trying to pick up full court, uh, but they were spreading him out and it was just kick and drive, you know, driving and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick, and those threes were – I mean, we were down seven early in the second half, and that was their chance, and then it was like they made like three or four straight threes on possessions, and it's like – Well,
0: that, and they were able to um, – you know, they were able to build a lead in the first half without their best player on the court, but for about a minute and a half at the beginning of the game, Marlowe Stanfield, a.k.a. Jared Harper. Um, but <laughs> – but – you know but then he was able to come in with some fresh legs in the second half even though he didn't have a great stat line in that second half yeah. you could tell his fresh legs and his speed were a big difference for them like you said being able to, to dribble drive and kick it out to guys who were able to knock down some big shots late
1: yeah so i was trying to look up some of the stats to see um, and it felt like okiki was making some just dagger threes like he he had his spot that was not at the top of the Three point line, but a little bit to the right. And he kept shooting those right in Williams' face. Like Williams was just daring him to shoot the three. And it's like, the guy's not going to drive on you. He's just chucking up threes. But, um, you know, they had a, another, a number of guys on the bench that were making some threes as well. And, you know, they only shot 37% from three, but it's like, you
0: know, get out on them, guys. Do something. But I mean, 37% is not bad for three right. pointers, especially if you're able to shoot 60 of them like they were. Right. You know? oh, yeah. And, with the obvious you know, difference of them counting 50% more than a regular basket, you don't have to shoot you know, 50 or 60% to be effective.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing, we were 53% from three. We shot 15 threes, so we made eight of them. But, yeah, they were just – they were. you could see the look in their eyes. Every time – there was one when that little short guy threw one up and he started walking down the court like he, he knew it was going in. It didn't go in. That one didn't, but uh, he knew – immediately and I, I just looked it's funny it was 48 to 30 I just looked at um one of the highlights that little small guy was going in had a wide open fast break layup and he he walked it out and passed it to Bryce Brown for a three in the corner so they were just they
0: were just on fire yeah that was Harper, yeah. it was yeah. Harper. Yeah. didn't yeah. play much early yeah. in the first right. half, uh but was able to come in fresh and give them a big boost there in the second yeah. unbelievable. and we didn't have and unfortunately we didn't have anyone like that and um not to say they wanted him to get two fouls early and sit most of the first half, but it ended up helping them since, you know, they didn't have a big lead, I mean a big deficit to overcome. You know, they had a lead they could sit on, so to speak. And he was able to come in there and kinda kinda seal the deal. Well, do you do you guys think that they're
1: gonna go far in the tournament? Are they a tournament team? You know what I mean? Like a they, they
0: could be honestly, they could yeah. be a final four team or they could lose on tomorrow. Like straight that's up. Exactly they could absolutely get great. beat tomorrow or they could go far and honestly it's going to be a three, three point shot I'll yeah, disagree maybe. with you I don't think uh Colgate has
2: a you know snowball's chance in hell honestly we're I Auburn, think we're talking Auburn think you, Auburn. Auburn Auburn Yeah. It'll screw them. Who cares?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's interesting because I'm trying to think – well, one, I'm trying to fill out my brackets for the official PodQuest uh, bracket challenge where you can make money if you're first – Nice active. plug. Thank you. Uh, but, no, I'm like i I'm trying to think about it because like, I'm trying to maybe compare to some of the Tennessee teams like the one that Bruce had when they, they went up against Ohio State and lost by a point to Greg Oden and, and, and Mike Conley and those guys. I, hate him. I can't stand like that. You. Was that team yeah. – was there is this Auburn team comparable to any of the Bruce's teams here I I feel like they kind of f- feel similar but I don't think this Auburn team really presses as much they've got some quick athletic guys defensively but I don't feel like they did the full court pressure am I missing
4: something well most of well um after like the first two years here Bruce's teams didn't press a whole lot after that it was just the first two years where they they did that a lot i remember um I don't remember. It may maybe have been maybe it was Lofton senior year. I can't remember exactly. But we played like um, we played a team from Southern California in the first round, and we it was like UNC Santa Barbara or somebody. Maybe it's San Diego State. I can't remember. Anyway, we scored like hundred state or something. Was like, yeah, beach? we. It may have been then. We scored like hundred and twenty points on them, or something like that. And and wow. then, then we and then we come back the next game. We scored like sixty eight. Right. That's what yeah. you're gonna. That's just what you're gonna get when you shoot 43s a game.
3: That's
4: right. Yeah. And so it's it's so hard to it's so hard to pick them or just kind of if they're hot, you know, right. They can win it. They, they can go to the final four if they if they're hitting threes. I completely agree with that.
3: Yeah, Auburn can shoot themselves out of the game as fast as they can shoot they themselves can. At, uh, hey,
0: one. That's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, I would not be surprised to bet they got right. tomorrow. They're one of the first games mm-hmm. tomorrow uh, afternoon. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if they're eliminated by three or four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I also wouldn't be surprised a bit to see them in Minneapolis in the final four. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're going up against, I'm kind of looking at what their chances are here. I mean, they're going up against New Mexico state, a 12 seed and a lot of those 12 and five seeds, you know, I think it was 40% of the 12 seeds have, have beaten the five seeds. So that's a pretty good little upset pick. And, Looking at a lot of their stats, they seem kind of similar from points per game and points, you know, against per game and free throw percentage.
0: So it's going to be interesting. I don't know. New Mexico State's a good, good ball team too. Right. I mean, they just know how to win. I mean, I think they're like thirty-one and three or something this year. I mean, uh, obviously they play in a play in a lesser division than than a lot of these teams, which is why they got a twelve seed. But uh, I mean, they're a good, they're a good team. They can run the floor. They can shoot the ball. They can they can play well. So they they absolutely could win tomorrow. Right, right. Yeah, and
1: I I would say a healthy and a, all there Kansas team, let's say they beat New Mexico State, they'd have to play Kansas next. But you've got LeGerald Vic who's given up on the team and Azabuki who's out for the season and I think another guy that's gone and that's a drastically different team. So maybe Auburn matches up well with them, but you know,
0: Honest, I I think Auburn matches up well with Kansas, but honestly I pick Northeastern. I think Northeastern may beat Kansas. Oh, Kansas wow. is a, Kansas is very disheveled this year and, and yeah. bill self is I think. typical bill self in march and um uh, i i think i think northeastern has a great shot at beating them but i don't see kansas advancing out of the first weekend if they even win tomorrow wow either. i think this is the
3: probably the least talented kansas bill self kansas team i've seen ever probably i believe
1: it yeah it's it's going to be interesting how that all that all plays out and do you guys want to talk a little bit let's you know Bruce, by the way, I still, I used to be on the Bruce bandwagon a little bit. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I thought he still, I mean, I still think he loves Tennessee, but I think a lot of his comments now are very patronizing to, towards the, the vols and the fans, all that kind of stuff. I'm just kind of sick of it. So, you know, just go do your thing. Uh, he, he also, real quickly, too, it kind of annoys me, but they make such a big thing about it every single time we play Bruce Pearl and he, i i know he makes a big deal about it too like he's almost in, and he's almost in tears every single game anyway but he definitely makes it a big raw raw thing and that's a motivation that's great for him to motivate his players like that but just be done with the whole tennessee thing like it's been a number of years now just like go do your go go away but i mean i guess he's not going away cuz he'll be there for a while but just tired of seeing bruce do you think he's going to get in trouble with this fbi stuff guys i
3: hope so hope so yeah
1: I think he kind of deserves it, but anyway, you know, he did some good stuff here, painting his chest, and and cheering on oh, the yeah. balls and all that good stuff. But Does,
4: I mean, doesn't he have doesn't he have another assistant coach in trouble with that?
0: So. Well, Chuck Person was uh, he, indicted. He was. Really, I think.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, oh, that was it. Okay. Okay. He was. He was assistant coach last year, and he got pulled off. Yes. Last year. Okay. All right. Okay. I, hey, do y'all want to talk that.
0: some? Uh, I was going to ask if y'all wanted to maybe talk a few. Um, Cinderella potential Cinderellas in your right. bracket, or, or teams you maybe not Cinderellas, but teams you think that hey, maybe this team could make a run. Not necessarily to the championship game, but certainly outplay their seed. Um, you know, beyond you know, obviously we we all think you know. I assume we probably all think you know Duke's probably going to make a run. your Carolina potentially Kentucky. You mm-hmm. know who, those teams. Who, who's a team? Maybe even a double digit seed team um, that you think hey that team could that team could make a run. I would love to see Georgia State do it. Okay.
1: Cool. Powell, did I hear a little what? Was that you in there? No, that wasn't me. Oh, well, no. okay. was me. Oh, Well, I, I'll say, I mean, that's that's a good one. I actually think maybe watch out for Murray State. They've got uh, the Job ja Moran or whatever his name is, and he's going to be a top. He's a stud. Yeah, and they've got a good draw. They can maybe Florida State either – will perform fairly well in the tournament, or they they get they fizzle out rather early. So I like that, five, 12 over 5, and then and then Murray State maybe pulling the upset on Florida State. That would be my – Yeah, take.
0: Uh, I've got Murray State and Florida State in that second round game too. Yeah. I've actually got Florida State going all the way to the final four. I think they can make a run this year. I like Leonard Hamilton. I like that team a lot, but yeah. it also wouldn't surprise me, you know, to see them, see them get beat potentially early. My team that I think is really going to make a run though is – is the Buffalo Bulls? Uh oh. I've got them. I've got them going to the Elite Eight. What? That team is loaded. Yes. Dang. Really? Um, good. I mean, Texas Tech is one of those teams that they've had a good year, but I mean that they would play in the second round theoretically. Uh, they've had a good year, but they're absolutely beatable. Yeah. And then they're running into, you know, then they're running into likely Michigan. Um, in that regional semifinal. And and I just think all those teams are beatable and they're one of those teams, like I mentioned, New Mexico state, they just won this year, you know, and, and you can say, well, they don't play this, they don't play that. Okay. That's fine. But they're beating the teams that are on that, that they're facing on the floor. And I think there's something to be said about that, especially in a tournament situation of, you know, Hey, these guys just go out and they just know how to win. Uh, And, and that team's got some talent and, you know, I mean, they've they've won their conference. I think five out of the last six years. So they're not some you know Johnny come lately team. I I think this could be the year for them. But anyway,
1: no, that's no, that's that's an interesting take. I mean, they're doing 85, 85 points a game, and and let's just say theoretically, Texas Tech makes it, you know, makes it to that second round against Buffalo. Then it's kind of an offense versus defense because I think Texas Tech is averaging less than 60 points a game that their opponents are, are scoring. So, you've got, so you know, you've got a pretty decent defensive team versus a pretty dang good averaging 85 points a game off- offense. So that's going to be interesting. I was actually really close to picking Yale over LSU because I think they're in complete disarray with the Will Wade stuff. They're just a different team when he's not on the sideline. So. You know, I'm still wavering between picking Yale over LSU. I have LSU in there um, in the second round, but I'm getting real close to clicking on clicking on Yale.
0: Yeah, I actually I did pull the trigger on Yale. Yeah, um, but you know, more, a little bit of that is probably my bias and wanting. You know hoping that LSU goes down, um, with what's happened with them this year, you know, beating us the way they did, and yep. you know, the Will Wade stuff. But you know, but I also think Yale's very capable of doing it. So
1: now, real quickly, I'll pass to you, Powell, here. Um, here's some of your picks, but just a little fun fact my grandfather played uh, in the final four for Yale for basketball, and he was drafted by the Minnesota Lakers. So, kind of cool. Wow. And it, awesome. yeah and here um, yeah go ahead Powell what what just, uh, what do you think man
4: just just uh, we was just staying on uh, the upset stuff that I have um, I actually have um, I have Florida beating Michigan
1: oh wow and I, uh, and, um,
4: I have I have Florida State beating Gonzaga um, yeah. and I have I have Belmont beating LSU Okay. and i also i also think um i have them one of my brackets i think uh, i actually think mississippi state will play pretty well they're you know they they have some really good guards and uh, you know guard play is big in a tournament yeah and so um, i can see them I, I got them playing Duke. obviously i have Duke win in there but um right. but i think mississippi state will make a run and no. um
1: good. go ahead no, I was just going to say real quickly on your Florida point. I, they scared me because I was really close to pulling the trigger on getting moving Florida up because they do have a lot of athletes and some good players. And I think, you know, their coach is decent. Um, he's not Billy Donovan. Thank the Lord that he's Billy Don, Donovan's not at Florida anymore. But um, I just I, – like I looked at even their versus top 25 and they're 2-9 and nine against top 25 teams and it's just like – they've had opportunities and maybe some of them are close games or whatever, but they've had opportunities to beat solid teams and they just haven't really done it. So that's, that's one thing that gets me nervous, but again, it's, it's March madness. So it's like, they could Mm -hmm. catch fire. You never know. They've got some studs. So go ahead, pal. Well,
4: just going back to going back to Tennessee, if we play, you know, we'll probably play Cincinnati in the second round. um, You know, this is, Look at just look at reading the board. A lot of people are really scared of Cincinnati and, and I don't know a ton about Cincinnati. But when you you know, when you get in a tournament, um, it's a lot different than playing in our conference all year where everybody knows how physical we are, everybody knows they have to match our physicality during, you know, but Cincinnati doesn't know that, but they haven't, you know, it's just totally different when you step on a court and you don't realize how physical we are until you actually get out there and start playing. And I think we're a tough matchup for a lot of teams, even though a lot of a lot of teams are going to be longer. They're going to, um, you know, their inside guys, you know, are going to be taller. Most of them going, especially for Cincinnati, they're going to be able to jump better and stuff like that. But you know, it's just a different world when you're as physical as we are. Right. And you know, and you don't even, and you don't realize how physical we are until you start playing.
1: Yeah, I feel like Cincinnati's pretty. The highlights I've seen of them play, they seem. Pretty dang lengthy and athletic, <laughs> which they are nervous. Um, I don't. I don't really necessarily care about the away game. I think we've done enough. You know, been battle tested this year. I mean, I would hope that they're not going to be, you know, starstruck being a, a, in Columbus a, against Cincinnati and having other teams boo them and cheer against them and stuff. So I hope that doesn't become a factor. I don't see it. But the athletic, any of these athletic, lengthy teams, because if you can get past Cincinnati. You're looking at the Purdue's or the Villanovas or even the Virginias of the world, and you hope and you pray that Oregon doesn't make it far. I actually have them get in the Sweet Sixteen, <laughs> but you hope and yeah. pray they don't get past Virginia because that could be a tough one too.
0: They we got- match this up team.
4: well. We match up well against Virginia though. Yeah, because yeah. they're not a really really big team. They're, they're a, Chris, a, they're Chris lot, has been they're watching like the. Us. Chris has been
0: watching the late-night Oregon games during the Pac-12 tournament to watch Bill Walton. I know what he's I doing. Love it.
1: I love it. Right. I'm like an Oregon homer now because all I get to watch is Oregon games. They ran through that Pac-12 tournament. They had like four oh.
0: games straight that Bill Walton did.
1: So. I know, and I'm, I'm your resident Oregon uh, person now because I I, I want to just listen to Bill Walton chat it up with Dave – or what is his name? Uh, Dave Pash. Yeah, Dave Pash. So uh, that's the dynamic – Who's y'all's final four picks, real quick?
2: What do you got, PTC? Um, us, UNC, Gonzaga, and Duke, I think.
3: I've got uh, Duke, Michigan, North Carolina, and Villanova. All
0: right. right. What do you got, Duke? I got uh, Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee beating Kentucky. Duke beating Florida State, and unfortunately, Duke beating Tennessee in
4: the championship.
0: Wow. What do you What do you have,
1: Powell?
4: Um, Duke, Tennessee, North Carolina, and uh, Florida State.
1: Okay, and who do you have winning? Uh, Duke. All right, I'll be. North,
3: yeah, go. North
4: Carolina playing North Carolina playing Duke in a in a championship game. Okay. Wouldn't that be yeah. something?
3: Yeah, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah, you
4: know,
3: if you're
1: not involved. Yeah. I actually think they're going. It's going to be Duke and Kentucky at the end. Unfortunately, I think we can beat them, wow. but I think the referees. Because I'm, I'm the biggest complainer about the referees. I think they're going to do something to try to make it Duke Kentucky again, like they played at the beginning of the season. It's two different teams, baby. They've both gone out. They've got the dandies. You got Ryan. You got Washington. You got Kyle Perry. You got Shashevsky baby. So I think, that's that pretty be, good. Yeah. I think that might be – God, I hate Dick Vitale. I know, but from a storyline standpoint, I think that's what they're going to try to do. It's going to be Duke and Zaga, Tennessee and Kentucky. And now I hate you. So I'm just saying, you know. That's, <laughs> you left
4: you left out Zion there. You need to um, throw him in there. Oh,
2: Zion, baby, go up for a
1: duck,
0: baby. Put him down the realm, baby.
4: Honestly, they, they, should the just, baby. they should just
0: find a way to have Bill Walton be the color guy for mm. all – Every single game in the tournament, right? I don't know how they do it, but they just need to figure that out. Right? I bet Bill can do it. <laughs> a little help. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely could.
3: Yeah. yeah. Hey, is anybody buying any of, or drinking any of the Houston Kool Aid out uh, of the Midwest? I mean, y'all think they get in there and play Carolina? Hmm. Or, I, I mean, mean, Houston's kind of a scary team.
0: I've, I've got, got them playing Kentucky, and I actually yeah. almost had them beat yeah. Kentucky, but frankly, uh, I, have I think beat. they're I think they're a good team yeah. for sure. They're definitely capable of it. They get, they get hot. They yeah. can do it.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, their net rank, I don't know what that is. I'm just looking on CBS. It says fourth. <laughs> so wow. they're, they're up there. I like to look also, and I'm not an expert. I'm just saying this is what my rationale is, which is probably terrible, but you know, look at points that they score per game and points that they give up. And it's very similar. So you don't have yeah. that's just like really terrible at defense or, you know, really terrible at offense. Um, so a lot of their, I think that's going to be a killer game if both those those teams get there. It's going to be an incredible game. So uh, it's this. I think they did a great job in the brackets. Do you guys also I'll ask you guys real quickly as far as Tennessee's draw? Um, would we would you all have rather us been the one seed out out west or where we are? Are you happy being in the south? I,
0: I, I think, think it's a great draw.
4: I do too. Yeah. I think it's a great
0: draw. You know, you got – you know, you want to try to avoid the, you know, the most, in my opinion, most versatile one seeds. And, you know, that's certainly Duke and Carolina, in my opinion. Those teams, if any – you know, I tried to watch – I tried to watch that Duke-Carolina game while Tennessee was also playing, I guess, Mississippi State on Friday night. And when those teams are playing – I mean, it came down to one point right at the end. But but when those teams are playing – um, it's just a different level of athleticism it's like watching you know it's like watching alabama play clemson in football you know you can just tell those two teams are head and shoulders above a lot of other teams now it doesn't mean they can't get beat but it me in my opinion if those two teams are on it's going to be very tough to beat them um so avoiding them as long as possible in my opinion is great virginia fair as we know very beatable one seed you know obviously they they they're the only one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed, and hey, they still play the same type of game they did last year. So they're very capable of not even making it, um, you know, to the elite eight. And I don't see any teams in in our bracket that really scare me overall. Um, you know, you got some good teams. You certainly got, you know, Wisconsin. You got Kansas State. You know, you got Villanova and Purdue. You know, you got some good teams there. But um, I certainly don't don't worry or be concerned about any of those teams. Whereas You know, in the other, you know, if you look at the Midwest bracket, you got Carolina and Auburn, two teams that would obviously give us a ton of fits. You also got Kentucky in that bracket. You got Houston in that bracket. That's a tough bracket. Right. Yep. Yeah, I I, I get nervous, but I've been liking North
1: Carolina more and more as far as just how what they put together. Now they beat Duke twice when they didn't have Zion. Still, um, and they lost. They lost to. They lost to Duke in the ACC right that's what it was or sure was that who did they beat, they beat yeah they beat Florida State.
0: State in the final
1: okay yeah that's great but I still like Carolina I think that and, and William be to cheat and coach but he's a good cheater and he's a good coach come uh, tournament time so I that's the other part I think about is these the coaching staffs like which ones have been here which ones because you a lot of times these coaches can can will their teams to victory in these kind of pressure cooker situations and they know how to handle them. So you see a lot of the regular teams making it, um, you know, outside of a couple outliers, but anyway, so
0: anything else you want to talk about on the, on the tournament? Um, well, real quick, what kind of echoing what you said there about coaches, you know, that's where I get to when I get to, um, you know, pick in who I'm going to pick for the elite eight and the final four type games, you know, and this year, you know, obviously they're, they typically tend to be the high seeds, but you know, in one bracket, you got Duke and Michigan state, you got K and Izzo, you know, two of the biggest, you know, success stories in, in tournament basketball. Obviously, um, Izzo only has the one championship, but he has, you know, God knows how many final fours and those types of things. Um, you know, in, in the Midwest bracket, you got Carolina and Kentucky, you, know, you got Calipari and you got, you know, Roy Williams. And, and then in our bracket, you got, you know, Virginia and Tennessee, you got, um, you know, you got Jay Wright at Villanova. That's obviously won championships and had final fours. And, um, even though they're not the same team, they have been the last couple of years, that's still a dangerous squad. Um, you know, Mark few at Gonzaga is always a tough out. Um, you know so you got that and so that's you know normally how i make my late round picks but um because you typically tend to see those guys do it year after year you know for the right. most part and then obviously you'll have some you know you'll have some other teams that sneak in there it's not always going to be the same ones but you'll have some other teams that make some runs for sure right right
1: yeah it's and I think they've kind of spread it out, spread it out pretty well. Where you do, you can have some of those nice, you know, lead eight type matchups with the, the different coaches. It, it's it's pretty brilliant. If they did that on purpose, I don't know if they did, but the the committee. And by the way, is Condoleezza Condoleezza Rice still in the uh, the selection committee?
0: That's football.
1: Oh, that's football. Dang it. Okay, I was gonna make a joke.
0: Uh, I mean, you can continue with the joke. I'm just saying she's on yeah. the football. Selection committee. But if please continue you know,
1: with the
3: joke. Well, there was uh
0: there
1: was a. There was a uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have all seen the Dave Chappelle, the Clayton Bigsby. I won't go into all of it, but uh, he he says. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, in a, in a funny way and it just i don't know why it came to my mind i was completely thinking of the college football playoff committee but don't they have a committee that's the same thing for basketball but oh
0: yeah they do and there was actually someone posted on ball quest one of the resident conspiracy theorists that you know somehow was uh said you it was like the unc asheville athletic directors on it and they basically yeah. said that that was going to screw Tennessee out of a one seed somehow so they could put Carolina ahead of us because they're in the same system or oh, geez. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, to do the mental gymnastics that this poster, made. <laughs> um, Automatic but hit. yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's, it's, you know, 12 or 14 athletic directors and different prominent uh, people like that. But uh, for the most part, from what I remember, at least it wasn't, you know, a bunch of it wasn't like it was the duke athletic director the you know the carolina athletic director it was maybe some bigger schools but not typically powerhouse basketball schools for right you know obvious uh conflict of interest reasons i guess
1: yeah like a georgia tech like a powerhouse like a georgia tech or something exactly yes because decades since they've been in the freaking tournament but Uh, That's a whole nother story. But, yeah, this is going to be exciting. And, by the way, everybody on here has joined the bracket though, right? Have you put in your brackets for the PodQuest Challenge? I have not, but I will tonight. Okay. Well, we have some prizes. Do we even finalize the prizes, by the way? I know we have dollar amounts. but Lane was on the
0: prizes. That was him.
1: So we we have some very special prizes. We will say, though, we're going to have some superlative awards as well. So um, I know we were supposed to be announcing all the prizes. I don't have them written down. We have the dollar amounts on the thread at the top. You can go look at it. Make sure you go sign up. Because before- my
0: understanding that GA Techfall was going to double or match um, you know, any prize that was, that was given away, he was going to either double or triple it. What did you hear, PTC? Was it, was it triple? I think, oh yeah, I think it was triple. I think okay. Yeah, and that's you know, so. Trip. So officially, that Tech ball will triple the grand prize um, for whoever wins it. So good luck Thank, with that.
3: Thanks for the sponsorship tonight from Devcock Subaru, we were able to kind of up that. <laughs> so, you know, well, yeah, we. You know,
1: we. We really wanted to, and and also I was going to buy everybody shots at the at the vol, the PodQuest VolQuest uh, get together, and nobody even or not as many people showed up. I was even offering drinks and food for people. So, uh, but we've got a lot of people, so you know whatever we got to do to make the prize even more exciting. But one thing I will say is, if you do get last place, whoever's in last place, which it, it probably is going to be PTC Vol, <laughs> but whoever's in last place, you're actually going to get. A thirty-six by ninety uh, Holly Warlick uh, crotch uh, poster. <laughs> so we will send you a poster
0: of Holly, please, please. and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be your. Uh, and the poster who wins has to uh, actually, honestly, you should frame that. And the poster who wins has to at least frame it and take a picture of it above their mantle.
1: Yes, and that yes, yeah, so and that's your, their new avatar.
0: Yeah, your, the next
1: year. your avatar is yourself holding the poster up, and then that becomes the avatar. So we've oh, got yeah. that. We've actually we're working on a trophy as well. So the grand prize winner is going to have a trophy that's going to have on the bottom the official, you know, 2019 winner, uh, among other cash prizes. We're working on figuring out all the the details of it, but make sure you go sign up as soon as possible. Get your picks in, and make sure you use your Real information, so Duke Silverfall can dox you at some point, someday. So we have it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we've got a good. You were supposed to tell everyone that. But, okay.
1: you know it, what's done is done. So um, you know everybody's names on there. So we're you. You guys should have changed your name to your actual screen name. That would have been perfect. But um, collecting for spreadsheet purposes. Exactly. So regardless, thing make sure we're going to try to make sure everybody at least puts in their username so we know who it is because we've got to be able to come back and say who the winners are and do some write-ups on everything. But anything, anything else guys? Oh yeah. One thing I do want to ask real quickly, we're kind of talking about a little bit earlier. I'll bring it. um, Powell, I'll ask you real quick. Um, There have been some talks about uh, Calipari going to UCLA or kind of talking around. What do you think about that, man?
4: I don't know. That's that's interesting. um, Yeah. We was talking earlier that, that, for a while, we heard that every year, kind of in during the off season, maybe during the summer or whatever. In the last several years, we hadn't heard you know those rumors or whatever. So it's kind of odd that it you know that it popped up now. So uh, but you you know before when we weren't when we were not very good, I was like, yeah, please, I hope he leaves. but you know, I, I kind of like him okay now. I'm, I don't know if his personality's changed. Or if he's just he's just a little bit more laid back now. He cuts up more. Like he doesn't take. He just. I don't know. Um, We're I mean, I think him. He's, well, yeah. that. I mean, I guess. I guess yeah. that's a very good point. But yeah. he just. He's. I think he's good for the SEC. I mean, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Where, where before I felt like you know I, I guess just being a Tennessee fan I felt like every player they had they they cheated to get them and so that you know but. I, and so I wanted him out of there. I wanted him to get in trouble. But now, I mean, the rivalry, the rivalry we have with him is, is awesome now, right now that we've finally stepped up and can play with them.
1: Yeah. We're not playing with, you know, those yeah. terrible 10, you know, where we were, we're getting a bunch of random transfers and oh gosh, it was just, you know, all the, the turnover from the coaches and scandals and all that to have the program that we've got now. But, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, kind of back and forth with with Calipari these you know over the next few years because I I kind of agree he's kind of toned it down a little bit but he does have those you know he has those times where he's doing an interview and he's just complaining about something well they sh- everybody shoots amazing when they play us or they play their best game against us it's like of course you know you guys are cheaters so uh, <laughs> Vol fan of Louisiana what do you think man you think he's gonna to go to UCLA or the land of Bill Walton or you think he's gonna stay? There's a lot of buzz
3: about it on the web. I was reading while I go about it. Like, there's the other sites, even just put another story out a few hours ago. The fans, but I I don't think it's really anything to worry about until Jay Nichols Sports tweets that out. No, I think we're good. (laughs) So,
0: yes, I'm watching that.
3: You trigger me with that. Shout
0: out, shout out Buffalo Skinner. (laughs)
3: Yeah, Yeah. shout out to Buffalo Skinner for that.
0: Shout out out Buffalo Skinner.
1: Yep. Shout out there for that one (laughs) because I love how, um, gosh i love how he posted that from his actual twitter when he created the tweet and right. screenshot and posted that like but, but anyway it's such a wonderful troll yeah and
0: about 500 vault questers believed it too. i know oh, yeah jump, jump right on it
1: yeah. it's unbelievable where are you getting this information and it's like <laughs> dude are you freaking kidding me man but uh yeah keep going buffalo skinner um, I'm, I don't know it's why like, bothers me so much. But, uh,
0: it's
4: like. Who's this guy? He's got 25 followers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you seen the avatar's picture for it? It's perfect. Yeah. It's, that guy looks like he's a wannabe sports guy right. with yeah. 25 followers. Yeah. That's like trying to break in somehow.
1: Right. Right. Yep. He's trying to get Jimmy Hyams' job. So.
4: <laughs> Trey Wallace.
1: Yeah. Trey Wallace. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Yeah. Is he still around? Is Trey Wallace still doing stuff?
4: Yeah, yeah, he is.
1: Last I knew he was still at the hangar waiting for Gruden to fly in, but outside of that, haven't heard anything else. He was the I one mean,
0: whatever. Props to that guy for like making, you know, making a living off of just reading VolQuest and uh, you know, posting, you know, posting the the nuggets somewhere else. I mean, right. whatever. Yeah. The
4: only the only thing he ever Don't hate the player,
0: hate the game, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, so right. the only thing that he he like I I don't think anybody really had ever heard of him until the credit card deal at Florida came out, and he was like the first guy who actually said something about that. And, yeah, he uh, had a source over... one time,
0: and he's yes. built that for a lot more. So again, kudos. You know. Hey, yeah.
4: jeez, yeah.
1: no, that's uh... he'll be <laughs> I... yeah,
4: good. He just retweets uh, John Bryce everything he just says. Man, he's
1: fallen, hasn't he? Yeah. And you're all you've got is a blog now. You're really starting or maybe he's gotten a new job, I don't know, but he went from what he was doing at Vault Quest at Grass is green or somewhere else. And man, yeah. is he is he
0: right? John in- Bryce's meltdown started started bowl season of either twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen when he picked a fight with me on Vault Quest. His life's <laughs> never been the same. <laughs>
1: It's oh, a story yeah. for another day, but know. Well, I've got to go and look through the archives and see if there's still some stuff sitting around. But uh, that
4: whole uh, that whole deal with him and the Travis Haney article about um, about the culture and all that stuff, um, you know that that just I mean after that, like it was just downhill for him, right? You know, after, I mean he got no access whatsoever to Tennessee.
1: Gosh. Yeah, that that sucks. That really does. Yep. He's he's doing a free blog, I guess, on the internet or whatever again, whatever he's doing. But hopefully hopefully it works out for you, Johnny Boy. We know you're listening again, because this is a top three downloaded podcast in East Tennessee, so it's you know heavily downloaded every single week. And that's why we get wonderful uh sponsorships like uh Subaru of Knoxville by Deb Cox. <laughs> again, Deb, I think we will Let's run through this one more time. We we have to do the sponsorships twice before we go here. But this is we, tonight. This episode of the PodQuest has been sponsored by Deb Cox of Knoxville Subaru. Are you a rugged individual who bucks the system and isn't afraid to let your hair down in the wind and drive down I forty? Well, come check out Deb Knox's, uh, <laughs> Deb Cox's Knoxville Subaru off of Kingston Pike, where we shave our prices down lickety split with a price match guarantee you haven't seen in this decade. Come. By Saturday for a test drive and get a free one on one autograph signing session with none other than Lady Vols basketball coach Holly Warlick. They will most likely be out of the tournament, you know, by the weekend. So that's why this is happening. Uh, that is Deb Cox of Knoxville Subaru. Mention PodQuest and get a free oil change and mountain bounce on Deb. So again, Deb, thank you for that. Um, you know, we we appreciate your sponsorship. And I know PTC had to drop. But um, as we kind of round out the evening here, any, any last words from you gentlemen as we uh, finish up the, the podcast this evening?
3: No. Go Vols. Go.
1: Exactly. Go Vols. Yeah, that, that is the truth. And, again, Duke Silver Vol, it has been wonderful to have you on here. It, it feels like you haven't left, but this is your second one, and we're going to have you on a bunch more. We love having you on here. Vol fan in Louisiana one. Same thing for you, man. Again, thank you and thank you for your wife. You haven't. I don't know if you've sent any pics yet, but thank you for her listening as well as 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 well as your coworkers. So we'll be waiting on pics here soon. Um, And uh, Powell, again, man, thanks for being on as always. You know, again, we've been doing this for six months now, so it's really awesome having you on. But uh, shout out to Priestfall and to Bleed Orange Twenty Three as well. You guys aren't here tonight, but. Uh, You're here in spirit, so we'll, we'll hear you guys next week. But with that being said, thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's cheer on these Vols in this first weekend of the NCAA tournament, and hopefully they get to a Final Four. So go Vols.